This is Man Afraid of Everything. This is my first podcast, so I was super anxious because I don't know how I sound. I'm 34 years old, and I'm afraid of going to a dance party at the break of dawn. Each episode comes in two parts. In the first part, I stress out over every little thing. In the second part, I tell you about everything that happened when I did the thing I was afraid of. Welcome to Season 2. A lot has happened since the end of Season 1. Phil Scott released an album he made six weeks after buying the 1987 Casio piano from me on Craigslist. You can find links to that album at getafraid.com. I was also contacted by the Metafilter user who helped me sell the piano with their comment that suggested to put a bowl of fruit in every Craigslist picture. She was glad the tip worked out for me. And a listener named Julie sent a message that said she'd been afraid of driving a scooter after crashing one when she was 14. Last month, she was in Malaysia and thought of the show as she drove a scooter again. She said it was awesome and liberating. I, I, don't, I don't think I'd ride a scooter in Malaysia, though. All right, let's talk about Daybreaker. I found a question on the website Ask Metafilter that was titled, Like a Rave, but for old, boring people. That sounded like me. A 36-year-old introvert wanted to know where they could go out dancing that didn't have huge crowds or rampant drug use. One of the answers was, I know a lot of people who like Daybreaker. Daybreaker. What's Daybreaker? I clicked the link and signed up to learn more. The welcome email said, Daybreaker is a morning movement that will start your day off unlike anything else. It's about being in the here and now, surrounded by amazing people, beautiful music, and an incredible vibe. Am I an amazing people? It continued. It is about dancing your face off before work and feeling gloriously healthy while doing so. It is about love, it is about mindfulness, and it is about mischief. Wait, it's a dance party before work? I did some googling. Daybreaker starts with guided yoga at 6 a.m., and a dance party kicks off at 7 a.m. Instead of mixed drinks, sloppy people, and cologne, there's a breakfast bar, gym clothes, and morning snacks. I was skeptical. Why would anyone do this? Then I saw a picture of a dancing carrot and a dancing eggplant, and I knew why people did it. A couple weeks later, I got an email. The wait was over. The party was going to be at the Chop House in Chicago, and it was going to start in three weeks. That only gave me three weeks to worry about it. How am I going to get there? What should I wear? Will I need a coat? Should I bring water? Do I have time to make it there and back before work? How am I going to get up that early? I found the place on Google Maps. It was only a block from the train. But I hate taking the elevated train. It's worse than taking the metro, because at least the metro has a separate bathroom. The CTA train is the bathroom. I read a ton of articles to prepare and watched videos from places like BuzzFeed. Was I too old for this? All the people doing it were energetic, young, and bouncy. I decided to buy a ticket anyway. It sounded like fun and a great way to meet new people. Now I just had to find someone to go with me. I thought my girlfriend might be interested, but she couldn't even consider it because she starts working at 8. But she said it sounded like something her sister's friend would do. Normally, I'd just say, uh-huh, 
and forget about it. But this is man afraid. I was going to ask if she wanted to meet me there. Who cares if we've never really talked? I've been dating her friend's sister for over a decade. I sent a message on Facebook, even though we're not friends on Facebook. Hey, my girlfriend can't do this, but said maybe I could meet you there. 7am to 9am dance party. Next Wednesday, back to the future theme. The next day, I got a text message from my girlfriend's sister. It was a screenshot of my Facebook message with a response from her friend. Okay, is someone hacking my Facebook now? Why would your sister tell Jed to meet me at a dance party? This is how cool I am. I send an invite on Facebook and people think they got hacked. I started to second guess. Maybe I don't have to go. I'd only be out 20 bucks. I went to an early morning dance party. Did I dance? Did I make any new friends? I fell asleep after midnight and got up promptly at 5.45 a.m. After a quick shower, I drove in pitch blackness to the train station, and then I headed in and tried to buy tickets. The last time I took the elevated train, there were tickets. Now they have something called a Ventra card. I bought a new Ventra card for $5, but I didn't know how much a train ride was, so I put $4 more onto it. And then it said if I registered the card within 90 days, I could get the $5 fee back create a Ventra account so that they can track all of my transportation and my stops? I can't commit to that. Then I saw a button for a single ride ticket for $5, which sounded better. So I bought one of those too. I had no idea what I was doing. I guess I spent $14 to travel $5? I grabbed my new pass and the ticket and sped down the hallway. It was surprisingly busy on the train platform at 6.30 in the morning. I'm always worried someone is going to push me onto the tracks. Like, they wouldn't even do it on purpose. They'd just start waving to a friend and knock me off and then take Instagram photos and then nobody would even heart the pictures of me laying on the tracks. I got on the train without incident. Luckily, I got a seat. But this always causes anxiety. Do I stand up before we get to the station? I might fall when the train slows down. Do I stand up when we stop at the station? I might not have time to get out. I got up right when we got to my stop and wriggled my way out. I knew the dance party was only like a block away from the train station, but I didn't know which direction to go. So I ran down the stairs and out of the station and pulled up Google Maps, which took forever to load because I have an iPhone 4 that came out in 2010. I'm on a family plan and we're afraid of losing our unlimited data. Google Maps took me left and then left again until I saw a DeLorean parked on the side of the street. I had made it to Daybreaker. They scanned my ticket and I walked past the bouncer and through the dining area to the large dark room in the back. The dance party had already started. As I stepped inside, the music grew louder. I glanced at a clump of backpacks in the corner of the room and thought, no way I'd do that. Someone would steal my bag. I scanned the crowd as I made my way across the back wall. As I got closer to the doors on the other side, a woman introduced herself and shook my hand. Hi, I'm Jules. Huh? Someone talking to me already? This place is friendly. Hi, I'm Jules, from Daybreaker. Can you hold that door? Oh, yeah, 
I held the door so she could prop it open with some poles. Then I held the other door. Look at me, socializing. That was the last person I talked with at Daybreaker. Until three months later, when I looked for other people who went to the first Daybreaker in Chicago. The best article I found was on the website Windy City Cosmo. She seemed to have a noticeably different time than I did. Hi, I'm Amanda Elliott, and I run Windy City Cosmo, which is a blog about sophisticated Chicago events in the city. And I'm kind of known for doing quirky things in the city. I'm always just trying to find something new and different to try out. I don't have like a normal, like, oh, I like to play tennis and I go to yoga every day. I'm not that kind of person. But she did get up early enough to go to 6 a.m. yoga at Daybreaker. Some people just go for the yoga and that's it. And then they leave. But for this, I was like, oh, my gosh. I wonder if anyone's crazy enough to do it with me. And no one was crazy enough to do it with me. And have you ever had a bouncer at other yoga sessions? A bouncer? No. <laughs> no. She was pretty open to Daybreaker in general, but she did have some fears. I was like afraid I was going to be around people who were morning people and all into it. And a big part of an event is the people that are there and like what you're experiencing together. Surprisingly, I still had to deal with the line. <laughs> but compared to dance clubs, Daybreaker was a breath of fresh air. A place to let go without being judged. Actually, I I didn't feel judged at all. When Normally when you go clubbing, nobody dances. Everyone's just standing around with their drink. So this felt more like a party. And you didn't have to worry about drinking or flirting or your dress riding up. Which was definitely true because everyone was wearing yoga pants, sports bras, and gym shoes. There was a certain energy in the crowd, because it was totally new for everyone. Who's been to a dance party at 7 in the morning? After I made myself useful by holding some doors open, I tried to dance. Which means I bent at the knees and bounced up and down a little bit. It was a little awkward. I should have followed Amanda's advice. I mean, I would say go with a group of friends. It would still be awkward if you don't, but you can just kind of join in the middle and start dancing. You wouldn't feel awkward and weird for dancing alone. As I tried not to feel awkward dancing alone, someone asked if I could take a picture for them. As their dance crew assembled, I had to back up further and further and further from the group to fit them all into the frame. Even at a dance party where everyone is included, I'm out on an island documenting the party on land. To avoid the awkwardness, I tried to find something to drink, which was surprisingly difficult for both me and Amanda. It was almost like a workout place. Like, everybody's wearing, like, you know, <laughs> workout gear and, like, there's mm -hmm. the double espresso cans of coffee. And coconut weird. water. Oh, my gosh. I hate coconut water. <laughs> yeah. I was looking for water. I could not find water anywhere. I, that I was up... my problem. Okay. So it wasn't just me. I ended up grabbing a can of double espresso cold brew coffee. Too much caffeine gives me migraines, but I was more worried that caffeine would cause stomach issues on the train. But then I remembered, the whole train can be a toilet. After I drank my coffee, the DJs started playing songs that made everybody jump. I can do that dance move over and over. I was getting really into it. Or, it could have been the caffeine from the double espresso kicking in. At around 8.30 though, People started to split off for work, but I stayed long enough for the group hug. What kind of a dance party has group hugs? Daybreaker does. The MC, Elliot LaRue, called everyone together on the dance floor. 
We huddled up, and Elliot said a few inspiring words and welcomed us to the family. Everyone had their arms up on everyone's shoulders, except for the girl to my left. I had my arm up on her shoulder. She stood there with their arms crossed. Then he asked everyone to take a seat for a special performance. I didn't have time. I had my own special performance to do. I had to get to work. On the train ride out of the city, I sent a message to my girlfriend's sister. Turns out she knew three people that ended up going to Daybreaker. I made it to work on time, and the rest of the day flew by, because I had a little secret I shared with 300 other people about the mischief I was up to that morning. Amanda felt the same way. I felt so alive walking into work, but I'd say by 12 o'clock it felt like 6 o'clock at night, and I wanted to sleep. Amanda's been to all three daybreakers in Chicago, and has pulled together a group of four fellow partygoers. I'd say the first daybreaker was the absolute best one, hands down. There's just so much energy. Um, and each daybreaker is different, because I've talked to people who've done the New York ones and done ones in L.A., um, and they always say it's a very different vibe based on like which arena they're at and like who's the MC. And the first guy, Elliot LaRue, was phenomenal. So I think the trumpet players, the breakdancers, everything was just incredible. For the holidays, Daybreaker had a surprise location that they revealed the day before the party. It was too last minute for me. It ended up being in the Macy's department store downtown. Macy's was really incredible too. They had face painting and they had a photo booth and they gave us gift cards. And it was just really cool to be in Macy's. What's interesting is that people will remember you if you've gone to the previous ones. They'll be like, oh, I saw you. I haven't been to any other Chicago daybreakers. Going alone was pretty awkward. And they change the venue every month, so it's kind of hard to make it there and back before work. I told Amanda they should do these on Saturday mornings so it would be easier to get to. But you would attract different people. That's the thing. That's true. That's true. It wouldn't be Daybreaker. See? See how that works? That's a good point. While I didn't really let loose or assemble a dance crew, I went. The first step is showing up. The next step is feeling comfortable. Thanks for listening to Season 2, Episode 1. There may not be another one. Man Afraid of Everything is me, Jed. You can find more episodes at getafraid.com. Music by FF Lowbeats. If you like the show, leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher and tell your friends about the show. You can stay in the loop with Amanda at windycitycosmo.com, where she covers Chicago dining, events, and more. Feel like dancing before breakfast? Check out daybreaker.com. I had 90 days to register my Ventra card for the CTA train. I just registered it today, 80 days later, and I got my five bucks back. So what should I do next? Visit getafraid.com and let me know, and maybe I'll do it.